rock and roll walk-up song. Hopefully you guys have been having fun with this Home Run Life series. You'll see a little bit over the next few weeks of just some things that you would experience at a baseball game that are going to be happening here at M12. And so whether that is special guests who are going to take pictures with you or whether that's some walk-up songs, you're going to notice some things that are fun about baseball because we like to have fun here at M12 as we also love to learn stuff and connect with our, with our friends. But if this is your first time to M12, welcome. My name is Travis. I, uh, I am on staff here, and I love every time I get the opportunity to talk to you guys. Um, and tonight's a really cool night because if this is your first time, you're going to get to learn some stuff kind of about who 12 Stone is as a whole as we start a new series called Home Run Life. And the reason that Home Run Life matters to us is because uh, Home Run Life, the series is based off a book that our pastor, Pastor Kevin Myers, PK, wrote a couple of years ago. Uh, but it's really cool because it's the pattern that God has for us to have a good life. God's got like a great idea of what your life should be. It's probably a little bit different than maybe what the world says it should be or what we think it should be ourselves. And so through this series, we get to learn God's pattern for life. But let me start by asking you this. Who, um, who in here, raise your hand if you're a baseball fan. It doesn't have to be the Braves. It can be anybody. Okay, baseball fans, raise your hand if you play baseball or softball, played t-ball, any of that stuff. Keep your hand up if you were good. Oh, everybody. All right. You didn't even play, and you raised your hand up. I was good. I didn't play, but I was good. Well, I'll tell you what. I played baseball from when I was in t-ball all the way up through high school, and I thought that I was a pretty good baseball player. I made some all-star teams, played on some travel teams. Like, I thought I was pretty good, but the fun thing about baseball, the fun thing without, with, about sports in general is that you don't always start out good. And I remember when I started in t-ball, I was, I was the guy who would just swing and miss at the ball on the tee. I would, uh, you know, if you're running up for a pop fly and then it goes over your head, like, I mean, that happens to all of us. I was the guy who would bend down for a uh, grounder and rip his pants. Um, nobody else? Okay. Maybe that was just me. I mean, but if I'm being honest, then I hope we're, we're all being honest I got better, and even though some bad things happened when I started, I got better because I stuck with it, and I figured out the pattern, and I figured out the ways to play, so by the time I was playing baseball in high school, I could hit a home run, you know, I could catch the fly balls rather than miss them, and I got a different pair of pants, so it all worked out for my favor as I grew up in baseball, but the thing that I'm really happy about, like, growing up a little bit older than than uh, than you guys did is that, you know, when I was growing up, there wasn't smartphones to capture all the times that you're really bad at stuff. Because what's going to happen is you're going to find out that every time you make a mistake, your parent is going to put it on Facebook. First, okay, maybe not everybody. But here's the thing about things like that is that when you're that kid's age, when you're that kid's age, it's kind of cute that that happens. Like, it's not a big deal. Oh, Braxton, oh... Oh, you messed up. We'll try it again next week. When you're, I don't know, when you're 13, that's, that's kind of not as cute. That's maybe you're going to ask questions. What is this person doing? When you're 23, um, maybe you don't need to be playing baseball anymore. And so one thing that is true about baseball is that there is a pattern. There are rules in how you play. There's a pattern to how to play the game. And it starts and it ends 
with home plate. That's where we start. That's where you get up, you take your, you take your, your batting stance at home plate. Everything begins and ends at home plate. And so as we talk about God's pattern for life, it starts and ends at home plate. And so this pattern that God has for us, it's based out of scripture. And so if you've got your Bible with you, if you've got the Worship Center Bible, the 12 Stone Bible, turn to page 1137, 1137 into Romans 12. This is where God's pattern is based from. And so I'm going to read this. If you don't have a Bible, it's going to be up on the screen. But it says this, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So, if that's God's pattern for life, that you would know him, that you wouldn't conform to the pattern that the world would set out, but you would follow his pattern, it's got to start somewhere. It starts at home plate. And if you're filling in your notes tonight, it starts with first, with home plate, with connect. We connect with our creator. And so that's where we begin. If you want to have God's best for you, if you want to have the life that God has planned specifically for you, the best life that you could have, it has to start with him. Because just like baseball, everything starts at home plate. And that's where our journey, our pattern of life as from God starts at home plate with connecting to him. And so there's some of you that you kind of have a grasp of what that looks like in your life already. You've got some really cool rhythms of maybe praying or worshiping or, or finding ways to connect to God. But if we're, tr if we're honest, and I hope we are, there's some of you in here that just you're spiritually unresolved and you really don't even know who God is, who Jesus is. You've heard his name. You've heard the names because you've been to church. Or you've heard some church words that you don't quite know the meaning of. And so we want to help, I want to help you get an idea of that God has this plan, this pattern for you to follow, to take the same power that he has in him, to take it in every area of your life so that you wouldn't have to do life with just your own power. Because, you know, if you're in sixth grade, you only have so much power. You're only so good at things. You, you're not the best because you've still got learning to do. You're not the best because you still have some growing to do. And so, but if you could take the power that God has and you could take that power into every piece of your life, think about how your life would look differently than if you only tried to do it by yourself. And so no matter if you uh, know who God is and you've said yes to him and you've been baptized and all of that awesome stuff or you're here tonight and you just, you're trying to figure things out, there are still questions that we all have to ask. That you're, at some point, you're going to sit down and you're going to ask yourself. You're going to ask yourself, you know, where did I come from? Why am I here? What is my purpose? What's the meaning of life? Seems like the $10 million question wherever you go. Like, what am I, why am I on earth? What am I supposed to do? But the truth is, is that you're living out the answer to that question, whether you realize it or not. And it's the God who created you, God who loves you, God who sent Jesus to help rescue you from a penalty of sin, he's inviting you to connect. So when we talk about this idea of connecting to God, and as we open that up, 
the real thought is that God has already asked you to connect. He's inviting you. It's not something that you have to jump through certain hoops to be able to do. He's already inviting you into that. And so we're going to look at a story of a guy who tried to live life one way and then tried to live life God's way and the differences in that. And so we're going to look at the story of a guy named Joseph uh, based out of Genesis. And some of you guys might know the story of Joseph. He's the guy um, that had the coat of many colors, if you remember some old school Bible verse stuff. If you have no idea what a coat of many colors looks like, think about a coat with many colors. That's what a coat of many colors looks like. Whatever's the picture in your head, you're probably correct. But we start meeting Joseph when he's already a teenager. And the thing that, about Joseph that's probably true maybe of you, maybe of a friend that you have, maybe of someone you know, is that Joseph came from a family with a lot of power. Whether you might equate that to money or whether you might say that there's fame or they might have like political power or they might own things or have a lot of land or a giant house, whatever that looks like, that's the kind of family that Joseph came from. And so when Joseph is a teenager, he was his dad's favorite. So uh, raise your hand if you have brothers and or sisters, just siblings. Um, keep your hands up if you're the favorite. Oh, a lot more favorites in here than the seventh and eighth grade service. Must be, y'all have older brothers and sisters, so you're the baby and like, yep. If, if, if I'm honest, you know, I was the favorite and my sister's not here to defend herself, so we're gonna believe that I was the favorite. But see, there's a difference between being the favorite and doing what Joseph did. Joseph knew he was the favorite and Joseph told his brothers, hey, I'm the favorite. And so there's a difference from being really good at something and telling other people that you're really good at something. And so Joseph, we, his story centers around this dream that he has when he's young. And he tells his brothers about this dream. So Joseph walks into his brothers and he says, you know, I have this dream where I'm standing and you guys are all kneeling. And that's the dream. So what I want you to do is when you go home, tell your parents and your brothers and your sisters I had a dream where I was the king and you were all kneeling, worshiping me. And then next week, I want you to tell me how that worked out for you because it's probably not going to work out very well. And it didn't work out well for Joseph. What happened to Joseph after that is that his brothers took very much offense to that, as they probably should. And so Joseph's brothers, what they did was something incredible, not in a good way, but in a bad way. They threw Joseph into a pit a literal pit, a hole in the road, they threw him in it. And what they did is they, they ran home and they told their father, they said, hey, Joseph's dead. So not only did they throw their brother into a pit where maybe he could get rescued, maybe he won't, but they told the family that he was dead. But he wasn't really dead, he was in a pit, and what they had done is they had sold him into slavery. So they took their brother, who was the favorite, who they just had to get rid of because I can't stand that he knows how good he is and that he tells us all the time. And then he's so full of himself that we need to get rid of him. So they do, and they sell him into slavery. Now, no matter what your family looks like, that's pretty messed up. And so there's a question that I want you to ask just to think about. I don't want you to necessarily answer it, but a question that we all probably have asked ourselves at some point. The question of asking God, 
what, what are you doing? Why is this happening to me? Why am I in this situation? We've all probably asked God that before. And if not, there will probably come a point where you will. You see, Joseph learned the hard way a, a really important lesson that in order to run the bases, in order to follow God's pattern for life, it has to start with him. It doesn't begin with yourself. You may be really good at something. You may be really competent or able to do a certain thing. You may be great in school. You may be great with friends. You may be great at whatever, at sports. But what Joseph tried to do is Joseph tried to do that on himself and let you know, hey, I've done this. I want all the glory. I want all the fame. I want you to know how good I am. When what he was actually going to learn is that it all relied on God. His dependence was not on his self. It was on God. And so God's power in this, in this home plate, in connecting with him, is changing what we would call our self-reliance into God-reliance. And so if you're filling out your notes, that's the second blank. God's power is changing self-reliance to God's reliance. And so the world has a particular pattern of what life should look like. And God does too. And so over the next few weeks, we're going to learn about God's pattern. And you can see a little bit of what we talked about with 7th and 8th grade. But God's, God's pattern starts with knowing who he is so that you can take that power, that you can take him with you in everything that you do in life. Rather than trying to do life and trying to win things alone and trying to like perfect yourself alone or trying to win battles alone, you'll realize that it's hard and it's exhausting and you don't have all the power that you thought you could, you could, you could spend. But God's calling us to know him so that then next we can take God's power into winning within, into the character that we have, into what we do when nobody's looking, what you're doing when you're at home, what you're doing when you're away from the crowd that you're still making great choices, that you carry God's influence into that, and then that you would win in community, that you would surround yourself with people who make you better, not people who tear you down. And I guarantee you that many of you in this room can look at your friend group, and there might be people that aren't super healthy to be in your friend group, people that you don't really know why you're friends with, people that make you, that talk behind your back, or people that, 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 that try and be better than you and try and tell you about it, kind of like Joseph. But God's pattern, God's plan would be that we would take his influence, his power into the people that we surround ourselves with, into our small groups, into our friend groups, into our family, and then into our competence, into what we're doing, into winning results, that we would take God's power not only in what we do alone or what we do with people, but that we would have God when we want to do something and show success to like, you know, we would have God's power when we're, when we're doing homework, when we're trying to get grades, when we're trying to get into college, when we're trying to have families, when we're trying to be on a sports team, when you're trying to make the team, when you're trying to become a musician, that you would carry the same power that God has with you everywhere you go and that he would be, you would be open to his blessing because you have spent time with him. And the difference between God's pattern and the world's pattern is that the world doesn't really care about who you are on the inside. And the world kind of really doesn't care about the people that you surround yourself with. But the world really, really cares about how good you are. 
about how good your grades are, about how many points you can score, about how many likes you can get, about how many followers you can have. That's what the world cares about. That's what we're kind of taught, that those things actually matter. But what you'll see is that while you try to accumulate and accomplish those things alone, that you're setting yourself up for emptiness because without God in that, there becomes a breaking point because you can only do so much as a person. You can only do so much as yourself. And so Joseph, he experienced challenging circumstances in his life and he had, he had to do that in order to win dependence. He had to have a breaking point to show that he couldn't do it by himself. And the reason that we have this talk now is so that you don't have to have a breaking point. Is that so you don't have to have a moment in your life where it feels like everything has been broken and destroyed around you and you don't know where to go. You've hit rock bottom. But if you can start God's pattern early, if you can have God in with you everywhere you go starting at a young age, then man, you're setting yourself up to avoid that same brokenness that comes on self-dependence. And so when Joseph had everything, all that he knew was stripped away and he was sold into slavery, he had to realize that his plan wasn't the best plan and that maybe he needed to search for something different. The, the Bible puts it in a really cool way. It says this about dependence on God. In John 15, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So God's best life for Joseph is the same as God's best life for us, that we would rely on him. Think about it. It's like a tree. God is saying that I'm the tree and you're the branch. When the branch is attached to the tree, it can bear fruit. It can have leaves. It has life. It has power. There is something that's fueling it. If you break the branch off of the tree, the branch is going to die because it's lost its source of power. And so that's what God is saying in this, is that when you are tied to me, when you're connected to me, you have my power. You can take my power into the things that you love, into the things that make you uniquely you. I'm not saying that all of us in this room have to be the same person. You can be yourself. But when you're connected to the Father, you're taking the same power that he has just like the vine connected to the branch can bear fruit, you are having that same connection with the Father. And so in life, when we answer questions like, what's my purpose? Why am I here? Why, what, what is all of this about? When we choose to live lives by God's pattern, it starts to unfold itself. And so if you're filling out your blanks, that's, that's our last one. My purpose is God's purpose, and that's to know him and make him known. And that's where Home Plate starts. In other words, our lives, our actions, everything we do is supposed to reflect who God is. And I know that, you know, connecting to God is something that might not be an everyday thing for you. And I get it. I mean, I was your age. But what I knew is that if, as long as I could fit in ways that I could connect to God, I could start knowing who he is. And as I started to know who he is, it made the choices that I made to give him glory, it made those choices easier because I know who he was and I know who he is and what he's done. 
And so for me, I really love music. And so I, I love to connect through God, connect to God through music. I love to listen to music that, that tells about what he's done, that tells about who he is. Another thing is I grew up in the state of West Virginia, which is a bunch of mountains and rocks and really cool landscape and forests and all that stuff. So I love sitting out in nature and just reflecting on, on what God has built, like this land that he's created, his design, his masterpiece. I love sitting in his creation and thinking, man, that God created all of this. Think about who he is as an artist. Think about who he is as a creator, that he could make these colors and he could make the streams and he could make the landscape that, that I'm surrounded with. But maybe for some of us, the first way to connect to God, connect to our creator is just by opening our Bible and, and knowing about what he's done. And so we're actually gonna set up something for you guys starting tomorrow on our social media, on Instagram, is we're gonna go through a seven-day Bible reading plan that may take you five minutes. And some of you guys, you're like, man, I already read the Bible for five minutes a day, for 10, 15, whatever. But a lot of us in here, it's probably true that we don't really open it except for Wednesday night, and maybe not even all the time on Wednesday night. But for five minutes a day, that's what we're going to ask is that you jump on Instagram and see that we've created a, a plan for you to connect to your creator. Because God's purpose for us is that we would make him known. The Bible says this, that you are a light of the world, a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. That is why you're here. That is your purpose. The same way Joseph learned that the glory was not to be given to him, that what he should do should reflect the God that he serves. And so the question to ask yourself is, when was the last time that I did something just to glorify God and it didn't really matter if anyone noticed? And it didn't matter if someone came up to me and said, hey, you did a good job. This was, your, this was, this was because of what you did. That's hard for me. And I've been doing this for a long time. I, thought, I think that I have a really good relationship with God, but there's a lot of times where I think that, well, I can just do it myself. I don't need God's help in this. But every time I do that, I in myself say that I'm more important than God. That I matter to myself more than God matters to me. And if we get into that habit, then you're going to realize that you're trying to do life alone rather than taking the power of God with you in every place that you go. So Joseph, at the end of his life, well, at the end of this story, rather, he was given the opportunity to get revenge on his family, the people that wanted him dead, that sold him into slavery. And when given that opportunity, Joseph chose a different route. In Genesis 50, it says that Joseph said this, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is being done now, the saving of many lives. So the only way for Joseph to be able to see what God had for him is that he had to stumble. He had to fall. He had to realize that he couldn't do it himself. And so he had to put his dependence in God. He had to win that dependence. He had to connect to his creator to know what dependence looks like. And so with that, that's our goal for this series. That's our goal for Home Plate, 
is to connect to the creator, to know what God would have for you in every aspect of your life.